Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. It's Thursday morning. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro at the NovaCare Complex. It's been a busy week for the Eagles, and the guy with me here has been the architect of all of the happenings. The Eagles getting down to 53 men on Tuesday, modifying things on Wednesday, and Eagles General Manager Howie Roseman here to talk about it on Thursday. How are you, buddy? Dave, how you doing? Nice I'm good. To see you. How are you doing? It's a tough uh, week. Yeah, it's a tough week, you know. Um, but it's been a good preseason. It's been a good training camp, and really excited about getting started next week. You you addressed the 53, the first 53, on Tuesday. Since then, there have been some changes. Ian Book, quarterback, now with the Eagles. Jalen Rager, now with the Vikings. Please explain those two moves. Well, we're always looking for quarterbacks. You know, no more important position maybe in sports than the quarterback position. Uh, we spent a lot of work doing all those guys in the draft and uh, felt like it was an opportunity to bring Ian here. Um, get our hands on him. Uh, we have exceptional coaches of the quarterback position, and uh, just kind of go from there. Uh, lo- love the he, he's a big time winner uh, in college. He's accurate. He throws with anticipation, and so uh, we'll just bring him into the system and see what he does. What, is, what is, I mean, big, strong, winner, like good arm, like a mobile guy, right? Yeah, he's a mobile guy. He's a good athlete. Um, I think when, when you talk about Ian, you're talking about the accuracy, the anticipation, um, the football instincts to make big plays out of stuff. Uh, and then, you know, he's got to prove in the NFL. So uh, he had a start last year in a tough situation, in a COVID situation. And I'm sure, you know, he'd like that kind of back. But uh, he's a guy that we felt like we knew really well going into the draft process, had our eye on. And, um, you know, again, it's all what he does with this opportunity. Howie, you traded Jalen Rager. Explain that decision. I know it's tough for you to, yeah. to say goodbye to guys. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, you know, uh, it didn't work out for us the way we, we hoped and wanted to, and uh, that's my responsibility at the end of the day. And, um, you know, I, I look at everything we do, and I look at it a critical eye, and I try to get better. You know, I know I can continue to improve. And, um, you know, for Jalen, I think for him and his career, Probably best to give him a shot somewhere else. And uh, the value had to be right for us to be able to do that. When the value got to a point where we felt it was fair, uh, we pulled the trigger on the trade. Um, He was having a good camp, and he does have a lot of talent. He's still 23 years old. Um, But where we were, where he was, we felt like this made sense. Two draft picks come to Philadelphia. So I want to talk about that a little later on, acquiring more assets. It's amazing. Um, Immediately, when you look at the roster of four wide receivers, and punt returners, so fans would have questions about those two positions. Well, I think, first of all, when you look at the roster, the way we look at the roster is we don't look at it as just 53 guys, right? We have 70 with Matt Leo being the 70th. Um, and so you have the flexibility to elevate guys three times during the year. And so, um, you know, you still have those guys at your disposal. We have three more guys on the practice squad at wide receiver. We have uh, Britton, we have Dion, and we have um, Devin. And so uh, we view it like we have seven receivers on the roster. And uh, obviously, um, you know, without getting in, into specifics, some, some guys on our roster have returned punts in the past. And uh, we still got a week and a half before the first game. And we're still looking. We're still looking at every position and trying to upgrade the team and trying to get better. And uh, that work never stops. You're always looking. How, if you step back and just look at the roster and go, okay, we have really made progress here, or we really need to get that better. Like, how, how do you look at the roster from a big picture standpoint? I think, Dave, anytime you get content, you get your ass kicked. Am I allowed to say ass kicked? Yes. I'm saying ass yes. kicked. Uh, and so I don't know that, that we ever feel that way about anything like, you know, this, this is good enough because something happens and you have to have the next man up philosophy. So, um, you know, I feel like uh, 
we're a better football team. We're a better culture than we were when we ended the season last year, which is a great credit to our football ops staff, the building as a whole, and certainly our coaching staff, um, because that comes through hard work. And, and so that happened. But that doesn't guarantee anything. That doesn't guarantee any wins. And so we got to continue to work hard. We got to continue to look for players that can help our football team. Um, and that doesn't stop. Five draft picks, three undrafted rookies, eight-man rookie class. Tell me what you saw from the draft picks and then the three that the Eagles fans may not know a lot about who were not drafted. Yeah, I think you start with Jordan Davis and obviously um, phenomenal uh, physical specimen when you talk about what he has, the tools in his body. We talk a lot about tools in his body. Um, and you see, you know, you see the things that he does well and you see the things that he can improve on too, you know, and you remind yourself there's a rookie player who has some areas that we can improve and a lot of faith in our defensive coaches to, to get it out of him. You know, Cam, uh, obviously, Jason Kelsey is someone we want here. We hope he plays 10 more years. Um, what a phenomenal player in person, you know, one of the best all time. And, um, but Cam getting that experience was good for him. You know, his, his ability to lead uh, that O-line uh, from the center position, you see his athleticism. But he's a guy, too. You know, in his rookie year, there are things that he can work on to get better. Uh, Nicobe in his role, he's really the, the third linebacker right now behind Kazir and TJ, who had phenomenal camps and off seasons. Um, and he, we know he'll be ready to play when he gets the opportunity to do that. Um, and then you, you go from there and you talk about Tyron and, and his role that he'll have on special teams and his explosiveness, but the things that he can do to develop. And uh, then Grant, who uh, was in a very close battle for that third tight end spot and what he can do and the things he can work on. Uh, proud of our undrafted free agents. Those guys, you know, really, they start from the back and they made their way to the, to the front of the line. And that comes from hard work and a great tribute to our scouts and our coaches. With, with a personnel department, Howie, that I don't know if people can really identify with all the changes that you went through, credit to getting everybody organized and, and really attacking that post-draft period. Yeah, you know, um, obviously we, we lost four people from the time the season ended till um, really the time we went to rookie minicamp. And um, all those people are really good at their jobs. That's why they got promoted. And uh, people stepped up. I thought we really came together. And sometimes in those moments, you know, you find people on your staff that embrace that challenge to kind of come into a bigger role. And I thought our guys did a great job. And, and we brought in a couple of new guys here that I'm really excited about and I think have done a really good job for us people in new roles, and obviously that's got to play out over time. You mentioned the other day that offensive line was the most difficult group to sort through because of the depth. You've always been about building from the inside and, and moving out. Can you explain that philosophy? Yeah, you can't be a good football team if you're not strong along the lines of scrimmage. You know, you just can't. And I think when you, when you are a good on the O-line and D-line, it just gives you a chance to be a good team. And I always say, if you're really strong in O-line, D-line, it just gets you to a point where then you can ascend from there. And it doesn't mean it's the only thing. Obviously, we have to have great quarterback play. We want to have weapons. We want to be able to cover people. Um, so I think that it's just, it, when you we talk about it, it's like a foundation. It's like when you build a house. You need that foundation. You can't build a house without a foundation. I've never built a house. Maybe you have. <laughs> no. But I'm pretty sure you can't do it without a foundation. And so that is the foundation of our team. And I know, you know, it's probably frustrating at some points that we're so over the top about it, but you have to stand for something. And for us, that's what we stand for. And, um, and I think when you look at that group, we were never content going, all right, we have nine guys we like, we have 10 guys we like, we have 11 guys we like. We're like, let's keep adding to it. 
And uh, I think it's on both sides of the ball, O-line and D-line. You know, those edge guys, you know, we, we consider them defensive ends. So um, we went really heavy there. We got, um, at this moment, I think we got 22 guys mm -hmm. on the roster that we consider O-linemen and D-linemen. And um, we're proud about that. And we're consistently looking for those guys. So it's, it's hard to get rid of those guys because you know everyone in the league is looking for them. If we can go through some positions, please. Sure. Wide receiver as a group, your thoughts? Yeah, I, we've gone through a lot of change at that position over the last couple of years, and um, I feel like those guys have an opportunity to, to really make a difference for our football team. You know, obviously, um, AJ's everything we were looking for when we traded for him, um, and it starts with his work ethic. You know, the, the guy wants to be great at practice, and you see it uh, whether we're practicing against our own team or whether we're practicing against other teams, and um, really excited for what he's going to do, and I know our fans are going to love AJ Brown. And, you know, I, I, I don't think you can talk enough about Devontae and the jump he's made from year one to year two and, and what a special person and player he could be for this team for a long time. And um, sometimes we forget about Quez and the big plays he has made. And um, when you talk about A.J. and Devontae, obviously he's got a role too. I mean, he's so explosive. He's so fast. He's got great hands. He's got great length. And he's primed for, for a really good year in year three. And then you got Zach, who's just... Uh, you know, coach said it this morning, he's like our hockey goon. You know, like this guy is so tough, so physical. He'll play special teams. He can play inside or out. And, um, you know, I think when you watch Zach, you realize he's got a feel as a receiver too. So those are the four guys we have right now. Obviously, we got three other guys on our practice squad um, that are ready. Defensive line gets Brandon Graham back. Jordan Davis comes in. Hassan Reddick edge. Kyron Johnson edge. Um, looks really promising. Yeah, we got to go out and play, obviously. And, but um, when you talk about BG, you know how important he is to our football team, how important he is to our culture. And it's because of what kind of person he is, but also he's a heck of a player. And, and you feel his energy out there. You feel how explosive he ha is, not only with his lower body, with his upper body, how strong he is. And, and then you add that you know, to the guys that we have here. And, and we feel like um, those guys have, have a chance to really set the tone for our defense. And that's how we want to play. Um, we want our defense line to set the tone. They're the first guys off the bus, and um, I think they serve that role really well. Interesting how you've rebuilt the secondary. Bradbury, CJ now. Marcus Epps is the, the grandfather at safety. Yeah. Um, let, let's talk about some of the pieces and what you kind of foresee as the season opens. Yeah, I feel really fortunate um, to get Chauncey, obviously, here in the, the last couple of days. Went to the right college, as you know, and... Um, yeah. And he's just got so much flexibility. And so that, that gives JG another option to do a, a bunch of stuff. You know, we can't forget Slay. You know, he really starts that group off. Um, huge part of our football team, Avante. Mm -hmm. um, just how much better he gets each year. And obviously, twitchy guy, explosive guy, great character uh, player. So excited to have him. And then adding Bradbury, you know, kind of different. You know, you look at them, they're kind of like different flavors. They all do kind of different things, but all really good players. Uh, Zach McPherson, another guy who took a step, we feel like, from year one to year two. Um, so you have him as another outside corner, and then we have some young guys. We traded for Josiah Scott. Obviously, Josh Job is a guy who made this team and, and excited for what he can develop into and the role that he'll have on special teams. And then the safety position. Um, we have a lot of confidence in Marcus Epps, and um, I can't wait for our fans to get that same confidence. I know that's been a position that people have been asking about, but we've always felt like, we have a really good player in Marcus Epps and um, adding Chauncey and then what Kayvon does on special teams and really how he got better through training camp. You know, I said to him, like, 
couldn't we start a training camp like this, you know? Um, and then Reed, you know, Reed's a guy, an undrafted free agent who just uh, kept making plays, kept being around the ball. I, I have to mention, you mentioned earlier TJ and Kazir. Um, again, Kazir, kind of late in free agency, people not really that jazzed about him. And then they see him play. It just seems like a great fit. He and TJ and the steps that TJ's made, playmaker's a linebacker. Yeah, you know, obviously, like, we want to see that during the regular season, but um, Kazir is a, a guy that we always like. We liked him in the draft process, and um, as free agency goes, it's not that we didn't want to sign him early, but we're trying to balance everything, and he's trying to balance everything, but this is a Philly kid. You know, this guy loves football, and I think people think safety to linebacker finesse, but I will tell you, you just have to pull up a clip, and we could do it. You could put it for our fans. You watch him take on a pulling guard, and there is shock in his hands. Like, he's got explosiveness. This guy is not a finesse guy. And TJ, what a great story. You know, uh, great job by our scouts finding him, you know, getting him as undrafted free agent. We had him as draftable guy. And then everyone's kind of got questions. And, and as he goes, he just gets better and better and better. And instinctive leader. He plays fast. It doesn't matter what his 40 time says because he's so instinctive that he can get to the ball. And so um, excited for him and his opportunity um, to kind of be the starter from day one and uh, take it and run with it. I'm going to wrap it up. And I'm not sure how I'm going to ask this question, but I'm so fascinated by Trading J.J. to Seattle for Ugo, and then Ugo gets traded to Tennessee for a draft pick. That draft pick becomes part of potentially a deal, the deal that brings C.J. to Philly. Like, every asset matters. You maximize, you feel like you really maximized your assets. I guess that's a question. Do you feel like you've maximized the assets really well in this offseason, in this preseason? Yeah, I think, like, um... I, I think I think more about the fact that maybe some of the assets that haven't worked out for us and how we can do better in those ways as opposed to maybe things that, that turned out for us. And um, I think that's how you have to do it to get better. And so uh, for us, we kind of look at it and say, what happened with the, the players that didn't go well and how can we do a better job there? We're never going to be perfect, but we're going to try to. And uh, so when I look at kind of things like that, really I, I feel fortunate to have the relationships with the GMs in those moments and have honest conversations and say, hey, can we do this? And those conversations are quick um, in terms of just value. You know, all of us, um, you talk about like the, John Schneider in Seattle, you talk about John Robinson in Tennessee, guys who have been doing this for a long time and we have relationships where we can pick up the phone and say, hey, does this work? Does this make sense? And sometimes it's them calling me, sometimes it's me calling them. But I feel fortunate to have those relationships where you try to find win-win situations with guys. And so, you know, as that went, um, I saw, you know, obviously JJ's on their practice squad, a chance to develop. I saw Amadi made, made their roster. And so hopefully it works out for them, it works out for us, and everyone feels pretty good about it. But can I say that you, you've, it, to me, you've improved the roster, really feel good about the, what this team is. And at the same time, you've added assets. Right? Like, it's not all in, hey, we're throwing in all of no, our future assets. No, well, we, we, we're not in a, in a position where we feel like all our chips are in the middle of the table. We feel like um, we're trying to have sustained success here. And so the way you do that is you kind of balance the short term and the long term. And, um, you know, whenever I, I feel like, are we doing too much in the short term, it makes me feel good to look at my board and see there and go, all right, we got multiple first-round picks, we got multiple second-round picks. You know, we have a couple mid round, extra mid-round picks because we're going to need that talent. Uh, we're going to need that, that cheap labor, and I have a lot of confidence in our process 
to pick players in the draft. I know it hasn't been perfect, but I know we're getting better there, and we're going to continue to get better, and we're going to do a good job in April as well with the staff that we have. Last one, how excited are you? Detroit in 10 days here. Season's ready to go. Dave, I am so excited for this season. I'm so excited for our guys to go compete, you know, and, and from, from my perspective, I love the competition too, you know, no matter what I'm doing, you know, they joke on me, even my house, my wife says all the time, can you stop making our kids compete about everything? <laughs> but that's why I think Coach and I get along. Like, we like to compete. And so uh, I'm excited to watch our guys as someone who's proud of the team that we put together. Again, not saying we're perfect. We haven't won a game. But I can't wait to see those guys and our coaches in action. And I know how the season's going to go. I know there's going to be some really great times. I know there's going to be moments that all of us are kind of concerned about. But um, I think we're going to all stick together. Um, we need our fans in this. We need our fans really bad because we have the best home field advantage in the National Football League. And how exciting it is to think, obviously, we focus on Detroit. But I can't wait to come back into that stadium for that Monday night football game. Um, and we're all in it together, all of us. You guys, everyone out here right now who is doing this interview with us, our fans, our players, our coaches, let's have a great year. Love it. Howie Roseman, thanks so much. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for joining me on the Eagles Insider Podcast, buddy. And listen, I know you're listening all the time, so this episode, you don't have to listen to it. No problem. I know what we say. <laughs> Many thanks to Howie Roseman for that interview. And yeah, everybody is excited for the season ahead. The newest... Philadelphia Eagle arrived at the Novacare Complex on Wednesday, met the media, and described himself very much as Eagles fans would describe themselves. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, formerly a nickel cornerback with the New Orleans Saints out of the University of Florida. The Eagles dealing some draft picks to the Saints for Gardner-Johnson, who comes in and it looks like, in the way it sounds, everybody's talking, nothing specific yet from Jonathan Gannon, Eagles defensive coordinator, but it would appear that Gardner Johnson will play the safety position. So he met the media, and let's hear what he had to say. Some of the clips in this week's Extra Point. Getting to know a player who is, Dallas Goddard said, chippy on the field. He likes to talk. He likes to have fun. He loves the game of football. Eagles fans meet New defensive back, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. You know, ball player, you know, it's just football. I've been playing this since I was like six years old. So just getting in, standing, putting a little bit of overtime. Like you say, I'm new here. I got 10 days before the season starts. So coach has been A1. Uh, players been A1. They've been helpful. Like first day of practice, I was out there flying around with the guys. So got some one reps, got some two reps. Uh, everything felt natural. Everything felt like I was back in high school or middle school again, you know, just out there playing like a kid, having fun. Everybody got a chip on their shoulder. Like, you feel like when you come in there, the energy is, is ready to go. Everybody know what's expected. Uh, coaches, is, he's, he's straightforward. He, he know what to expect from you. Uh, he demand excellence, and we all do it from each other. So very, very tight-knit group, and they just brought me in open arms. Brandon Graham, Avante, Slay, Jalen, Fletch. The whole team reached out, you know, it was like a family, you know, let me know, like, don't come in with your head down, you know, we got something great here. And I seen it when I walked through the building, everybody was, you know, hey, what's up? You know, it ain't, it's not, it's not stern. It's all smiles and it's family. So I'm glad to be a part of a, a great organization, honestly. 
And one final thing here. Congratulations to the Eagles team captains for the 2022 season as voted on by their teammates, the offensive captains, center Jason Kelsey, right tackle Lane Johnson, quarterback Jalen Hurts, on defense, defensive tackle Fletcher Cox, and Brandon Graham, and cornerback Darius Slay, the special teams captain, Pro Bowl place kicker, Jake Elliott. And that will do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Thanks to Peter Kelly. Thanks to Ray Doyle. Thanks to the Eagles Media Relations Department for setting everything up. And we really do thank Howie for his time. We thank all of you for joining us each and every episode. We are back next week. The regular season is here. So the Eagles Insider Podcast comes back and we'll be with you every Thursday. We've got a great, great episode for you, including our weekly one-on-one with head coach Nick Sirianni. Make sure you give us an opportunity to impress you. We'd love to. Uh, if you can give us a review, we would enjoy that and appreciate that very much. There's a link in the details section of the podcast library. Love the five stars. They make Howie and Jeffrey and Nick keep coming back. Everyone, have a safe and happy holiday weekend. It's Labor Day, and you know that that means the season is here. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. It's the 2022 Philadelphia Eagles season starting September 11th in Detroit. Thanks for joining, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. Fly, Eagles, fly. And go, birds! E-A-T-L-E!